Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 785. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free. Uh, we have some reading of the Bible here. We're continuing on to the book of Proverbs. And I'll be reading a little bit from the book of John. And we have some music and we also have uh, some letters. Right now, let's pray, Father, anoint this service that souls, that the kingdom of heaven will be coming down here on earth into human vessels. This is the great mystery of God, uh, which is the mystery of righteousness that God is living in our human flesh. That's a mystery. And mysteries are only revealed by the Holy Spirit. And the uh, mysteries are revealed by the Word of God. If people receive the Word of God, then the mystery belongs to them. Father, bless the church. Bless uh, this message in Jesus' name. Uh, glory be to your holy name forever and ever. All right, here's the song that I sang. It's uh, called Sunday School to Broadway. She used to stand, clap her hands, and sing Amazing Grace While the tears of childhood innocence were rolling down her face Mama prayed at night and raised her right and thought she knew the way But it's a long, long way from Sunday school to where she is today It's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway a long way from the girl she used to be When you sing a sinner's song There's no one to find your way back home But it's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway Sunday evening spent in a gospel tent down on her bended knees Where she gave her soul to Jesus and he set her spirit free the cold night air out on Times Square But she fell back home And it's a long, long way from Sunday school To New York nights alone It's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway She's a long way from the girl she used to be When you sing a sinner song It's hard to find your way back home Cause it's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway Then her eyes grew bright in the cool dark night And a halo framed her face And a passerby swore he heard her cry Did he hear amazing grace? They couldn't see the man who took her hand As she lay there in the street And it's a long, long way from Broadway To a place at the master's feet it's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway She's a long way from the girl she used to be When you sing a sinner's song, it's hard to find your way back home Well, it's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway It's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway a long way from the girl she used to be. 
It's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway. It's a long, long way from Sunday school to Broadway. Praise the Lord. All right, uh, this is the 10th chapter, the 31st verse of the book of Proverbs, the mouth of the just, um, those that are walking in the spirit of the Lord, those that are allowing the Lord to walk in their flesh by the spirit, uh, bring forth wisdom, but the forward tongue shall be cut out. Cut out means that it's going to be, uh, it won't be used anymore, can't be used. A forward tongue just speaks anything that they'd like to speak. But the tongue of the wise are, is uh, the lips of the righteous. And great is the mystery of righteousness. Know what is acceptable. But the mouth of the wicked speaketh frowardness. Well, you may say that I don't accept the words that you say, Tony, because they're offensive to me. Well, then you're forward because I'm not telling you what I say. I'm telling you what the Lord says. And the Lord uh, tells me what to tell you. And therefore, you're in error greatly. The lips of the righteous know what is acceptable. Well, who are the righteous? Huh? Does anybody know what the righteous, who the righteous are? Those who have God in them. <laughs> All right. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness, righteousness. Uh, God is manifested in the flesh. So God is shown to the people in this world by him living in human flesh, just as he did Jesus. We must be born again of the Spirit. Now, the Jesus was born of the Spirit, uh, he was conceived by the Holy Spirit, so he was born of the Spirit uh, the, the minute that he was conceived. But we are not. We, uh, we're, we're all sinners. We've all come short of the glory of God, and therefore we must be born again of the Spirit. The lips of the righteous, godliness, know what is acceptable. Okay, this is chapter 11. A false balance is abomination to the Lord. Well, what is a false balance? Well, everything that is spoken has to be the word of God. If it's off balance, then it's not of the Lord. The Lord despises different weights and measures uh, he is judged, and all of his ways are judgment. And uh, we must be about our Father's business. A false balance is an abomination to the Lord. 
That's a very deep sin. And a just wait is his delight. We all have seen in this world judges that um, judge. Uh, their their uh, judgment is one way for one person and one way for another. You see, uh, I've seen many people that because of the fact that they're stars, they're in the, uh, the movies or something, they get off. Especially if it's a woman that is accepted because of her beauty. When pride comes, then comes shame. Like these judges, pride comes unto them. Um, and then shame comes to them. But they're filled with pride because they feel that they are gods, that they rule over human beings. They can put them in prison or get them out, and they're just wanton. When pride comes, then comes shame. One of the judges in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, was ex uh, taking money, extortion. He was extorting people. A governor uh, in Nashville, Tennessee, the state capital, was selling pardons. And he got shame. He got puffed up. He was full of pride. Before pride cometh this, uh, and you know, pride, pride cometh before destruction, the Bible says. So then cometh shame. But with the lowly people that say, okay, I'm a judge. I'm here by the grace of God to judge correctly. There's many people in prison that have been sent there and they're innocent, such as myself is one. But with the lowly is wisdom, the fear of God. If they don't fear God, they don't care what they do. This elected presidents of the United States uh, and people that are running for the United States, they're doing, they're telling you what they want you to believe, but they don't really mean it. The integrity of the upright shall uh, guide them. Do you have integrity? Are you upright? Well, then you're going to go by what the Lord says. But the perverseness of transgressors shall destroy them. Verse 4, riches profit not in the day of wrath. What good is if the wrath of God is on you and you have all sorts of riches? Best thing for you to do is get a hold of the Lord and uh, become lowly and say, Lord, what do you want me to do? I'll do whatever you say. And then when he tells you, do it. But righteousness delivereth from death. Okay, I'm going to call some testimonies today because uh, I think the Lord is leading me to do that. Okay, we're going to call uh, some of these uh, testimonials here. Sharon, come forth, and uh, let's hear uh, your testimony. I was raised in a Jewish household. I knew nothing about the Bible, nothing about Jesus especially. And 
Um, as I grew up, I remember asking God, I, I think around the age of 10, if there was something more to Jesus than I was being told. And I asked God for a sign, and I asked him to turn the light on and off in my bedroom, and the light went on and off. And at that point, I realized I was being, I was not being told the truth. And I, I just hid that in my heart, and I didn't know what to make of it. But later on in my life, I came to the realization around the age of 20 that this world was really doomed. God really put that in my heart to know that I was lost. There was something terribly wrong with my, with myself and the whole world around me. And when that uh, reality hit me, nothing else really mattered anymore. All the things of this world that people keep busy with and keep their mind, uh, their whole attention on, they all faded away. They didn't matter at all. I just needed to know what I could do to be free from that condemnation that I was so heavily under. And at that point, when I started seeking for the truth with all my heart, uh, the Lord led me to speak to someone from the Tony Alamo Christian Ministries in Los Angeles who told me that really there were um, scriptures in the Testament, Old Testament as well as New Testament that showed the world was indeed coming to an end, that Jesus was the Messiah, and that he was coming back to earth again, but that there was hope because I could seek him, I could ask him for a sign, and he would show me that he truly was the Son of God. And I followed that instruction, and God, again, in his mercy, gave me a supernatural sign and made me know he was the Son of God, the Messiah. And I asked Jesus Christ to come into my heart to wash all my sins away, and he completely changed me from the darkness I was in, the doom and condemnation over me. He gave me peace that passes understanding. Joy filled my heart to know that I had life eternal, to know there was a just God in heaven, and that we would all be judged for our works. And I was so thankful to know the truth through this ministry that was out there when nobody else told me the truth. And the Lord led me to Arkansas, out of Los Angeles, where I was raised, to come and be part of this great ministry, a soul-winning work. That's what we're all about, and I'm just so thankful, and I'm so blessed to be here today to help in the winning of souls before the Lord comes back to earth again. All right, very well. Yeah, I too am Jewish, and... Uh... I, didn't, uh, I wasn't raised uh, as Jews are, but um, and there's no one that could witness to me because there wasn't anybody that I respected enough. I couldn't see God living in human flesh. None of them. Um, uh, one time when um, I would see somebody that I thought was godly, then I found out that they really weren't. Uh, we've got some other people here. Uh, let's uh, have, okay, go ahead and bring it to us some more. All right. Say your name. My name is Michelle. Okay. And I'm very thankful that I was honored and I had the great privilege of being born into this ministry. And um, I've, of course, grown up hearing Pastor Lamo's messages and, and Susie Lamo's and we were raised 
taught that we can't that we weren't going to make it into heaven just being in this church and um that that wasn't that we had to do something for the lord like tony's like pastor lama's been saying he has to be living inside of us and god expects something from each and every one of us and we're taught the fear of the lord and we're taught that and i'm just thankful because i wasn't i'm not deceived like all those other people that are going to these churches out in the world where they're hearing smooth things and they're they think everything's just going okay as long as they're just going to church on sunday and reading their bible and they they don't think they have to do any works but we're not deceived that in that way and i'm very thankful i, I can count on pastor lamo that he'll reprove me when i'm wrong he'll set me on the right path and i'm just so thankful that i'm here that the lord called me into this ministry that i can see the works of the lord being done through pastor lamo and through this church every day and i'm just i'm just so honored to be a part of it all right praise the lord now ivan i thank the lord that he brought me here to this ministry um around the age of 10 prior to that um i used to go to church try to find something that i could feel that was like um filled with the spirit um to try to find the lord in those churches my mom never took me to church um she was like um she wasn't going to be a phony about being a sinner she was going to really be a sinner and um so i never knew the truth from her or anybody around us and um one day um one of our neighbors um in new york city had one of pastor tony lama's literature and um she herself was also a sinner she would run around with my mom and um she just definitely looked like a sinner too and One day um she was totally different. She wouldn't hang out with the same people she was hanging out with, drinking, you know, out with boyfriends and stuff like that and um she sat us down and said, "You know, um I I read this literature and I'm not the same anymore and you know, you, you guys really need to get saved too." And um next thing you know, she was um she was invited to the ministry as long as she kept the rules and uh, abode by them, which are, you know, rules that the Lord has given us, you know, and we came to this church too my mom you know she got saved here too and um i myself became saved and um i'm very very happy to be here and my family was just down here and um they said wow you are in the best place you can ever be you know they wanted me to go out there and visit with them and stuff in puerto rico and they said no you're you're happy where you are you know there's never there's not a better place for you than here in this ministry and i'm very happy they got to witness that and um i'm just very thankful to the lord that i'm saved all right uh sister isabel i was born and raised in catholicism all my life and my mom and my dad would always you know take me to uh, catholic churches but i never knew the truth and they they i believed in praying and statues and everything and i believed that they were hearing me but you know and the rosary but all that was false and i was just lost in sin and to the lord showed me this ministry and when i came here i'm i just i was able to see the difference of, in the preaching of the pastor and i was in awe of his preaching because prior to that i had gone to other christian so-called christian churches and um it was just ridiculous how they were preaching and um it just but it was just from night to day hearing the past uh, pastor tony's preaching and um and comparing it to the other pastors and i am so thankful to be in this ministry because i learned the truth in this church and i learned how to uh i learned how to serve the lord in this ministry and i praise and thank the lord for my salvation okay angela i'm very thankful that i am privileged i also uh was 
raised in this ministry and I didn't have to know a life that most of the people in the you know the world grow up knowing and I'm so thankful that I was under the pastor that taught me the true word of God and I you know I've seen these uh pastors on the TV preaching and stuff and they're so dry and you know that there's no spirit there's no life in it but when I hear uh pastor Tony preach I can feel the spirit of the Lord I feel up I feel the the power of God entering into me and giving me life and I am so thankful that I am in a life filled ministry because that life is Jesus Christ and he is living in me and I am so thankful that it's not just what we hear it is that what this ministry goes out and they do everything that the bible says i see it over and over again i see the testimony of the lord uh healings uh prophecies that is all being done in this ministry it's not just something we read about but it's something we experience and i am so thankful that i consider myself one of the most be- blessed people upon the face of the earth and that is because i am in this ministry under my pastor tony thank you all right praise the lord now the and uh Let's see where we are here. Um, so, uh, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. It's amazing that we have to hear words like this, and we can't understand them, because mystery means that there's something of God that you can't understand unless the Holy Spirit reveals it unto, unto you. So without controversy, these are the words of God. This is God's word. Uh, uh, great. It's a great mystery. Great is the mystery of godliness. So God is talking about the future was manifested in the flesh, not only through Jesus, who is here in the flesh, a bone and blood of us, but Everybody that is of the Lord is um, in the flesh, uh, but they do not walk after the flesh. God is manifested in their flesh, and the people of the Lord are justified by walking in the Spirit. Uh, and the angels know it, and they see it. And the, the gospel is preached unto the Gentiles through us uh, because we're righteous because uh, the spirit of God or the word of God is manifested in our flesh and preached to the Gentiles believed on in the world received up in to glory and we're living in the last days now and this Holy Spirit speaks expressly expressly that in the latter days, the latter times, uh, some, there be a great amount of some, shall depart from the faith. And the opposite of faith is doubt. And doubt, uh, the giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, which is speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their consciences seared with a hot iron, forbidding people to marry. Now, the, the uh, Antichrist government gives everyone a tax break if you don't marry, if you don't marry. And so this, we see that the seducing spirits that uh, the Lord is speaking about in that chapter is here. Um, 
Now we're back into Proverbs chapter 11. When pride comes, then cometh uh, shame. But with the lowly is wisdom. So we have to humble ourselves. We have to be broken like uh, an egg before God. Before we can eat an egg, we have to break it. Uh, and before God can use us, we have to be broken. He can't enter us with the spirit if we are not uh, broken. Broken spirit, the contrite heart. The integrity of the upright shall guide them, but the perverseness of transgressors shall destroy them. Verse 4. Riches profit not in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivereth from death. The righteousness of the perfect uh, shall direct his way because they're walking in the spirit of God. Uh, God is manifesting himself in their flesh so that people can see God working in this world. But the wicked shall fall by his own wickedness. Verse 6. The righteousness of the upright shall deliver them. Well, how, how is it that some people say I keep praying to God, but he never delivers me? He has me on hold. Well, I've uh, heard people do that, and I've been around them, and they're not really serving the Lord. They don't walk in the Spirit. God is not manifesting himself in their bodies. They're, you know, smoking and drinking and doing, carrying on and doing all kinds of evil things. But transgressors shall be taken in their own naughtiness. Not only does God not bless them, they can cry out to God all day long. And the Lord doesn't bless them. Verse 7. When a wicked man dieth, his expectations shall perish. He'll say, oh my God, I'm dead and I can't repent. And the uh, hope of unjust men perish. Verse 8. The righteous are or is delivered out of trouble. And the wicked cometh in his stead. Verse 9. An hypocrite with his mouth destroyeth his neighbor, but through knowledge shall the just be delivered. Verse 10. When it goeth well with the righteous, the city rejoiceth, and when the wicked perish, there is shouting. Verse 11, by the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted, but it is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. Why do you think the United States of America has been overthrown? It's because wicked people have been running the nation and they've run it right into poverty. And uh, we've been overthrown by the mouth, the lies of the wicked. Verse 12. He that is void of wisdom 
despises his neighbor, but a man of understanding uh, holdeth his peace. Verse 13. A talebearer revealeth secrets, but he that is of a faithful spirit uh, concealeth the matter. Verse 14, where no counsel is, the people fall. So, so many people leave the, the church, and they leave the counsel of the Lord, and they all fall, and then they die. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. What safety do these people have that leave the church? They come uh, wheeling back. They want to uh, come back to the church, but they've done so many evil things that there's no way that they could be left back in. All right, now, I'm going to go over to the book of John now, chapter 10. This is John 10:14. Where Jesus is saying, I am the good shepherd, and uh, know my sheep, and am known of uh, mine. Okay, he uh, has made it known to his disciples that in order for them to be of God, God must be living in and through them. And uh, this is the secret of... Uh, living uh, the life of God. As the Lord said, that we would do greater works than he has done while uh, uh, while he was here on earth. Because there's more of us now than just one son of God. We all become part of the body of God, which means that we're part of the son of God. Verse 15, As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father. Because we're one. And I lay down my life for the sheep, for those that are part of my body. I'm the Lamb of God, and they are lambs of God also, those of us. Because we have to lay down our life as well in order for us to be of the Lord. We, we have to lay down our lives for the sheep. For the other sheep in this world that the Lord wants to live, we're the continuation of God's uh, manifestation here on earth in Christ. So we're the continuation of Christ's incarnation. He says, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And in order for us to be recognized by the sheep and for the other folks in the world, we have to lay down our lives as well because they, if we're living a life of uh, sluggardry. In other words, you send some people out to do something for you and they come back with the wrong thing or something that is uh, inferior. They're not of the Lord. Because we all are always supposed to give the best that we have and get the best that there is for the people of the Lord. Verse 16. And other sheep, Jesus said, I have which are not of this fold. That's those of us that are in this day and age. 
them also I must bring. And the only way that he can bring them to himself is for there to be other examples of him here on earth that are alive in Christ, and Christ is alive in them. And they shall hear, they shall hear my voice. And there shall be one fold and one shepherd. So even though that there are many sheep that are not of the fold that he had then, he said that they, he will be the God, these other sheep that he has, which are not of his fold, this fold, them also I must bring, and they will also have laid down their lives, and because they hear his voice, that means they hear him saying, deny yourself, take up the cross, and follow me. Uh, lay down your life so that others can be saved. So others can recognize that I am walking in you. And there shall be one fold, one uh, group of us that can uh, are one body, and we have one shepherd. And we are, there's not two bodies of Christ, there's only one. Verse 17, Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life that I might take it again. Well, how if you don't lay down your life because uh, you're in the flesh and let God live in you, how can you take your life up again? You're just kidding yourself. And you're going to be sadly disappointed on the day of judgment if you don't lay down your life. Therefore, does my father love me because I lay down my life? Well, is he going to love anybody else if they don't lay down their life now? And can you take up that life again if you don't lay it down? How can you take your life again if you haven't given it up? If we give up our life, we're going to give it. Uh, we're going to um, have it raised up again. But if we don't give it, then you are not going to be raised from the dead. Verse 18, no man taketh it from me. You're not going to take my salvation from me. doesn't make any difference how foul you become or you fall away from the Lord if you think that's going to discourage me or crazy. No man is going to take this eternal life away from me, but I lay my life down of myself. In other words, this is a commandment from the Almighty God. Even though I am God in the flesh, God the Father is sitting on the throne in the kingdom of heaven too. I'm sitting there with him, and it's my commandment, it's God's commandment, that I lay down myself. I have power. In other words, we all have the power to lay down our lives. Uh, we can choose to lay it down, or we can choose to not lay it down. So the Lord is saying, I have power to lay uh, it down because I have my will. And it's my will to do the Father's will. So I can lay down my life myself. I have power to lay it down. And we do as well. We have power to lay our life down for the Lord. 
and I have power to take it again. Well, if we uh, willingly uh, lay down our lives so that God can manifest himself in our bodies, so that people can recognize that God is in us, and then Jesus confesses and says, This commandment have I received of my Father. God commanded me to do this, and he commands everybody to come and follow me. I want you to lay down your life. So I have power to take it again, because I had the power to lay it down. And if I have the power to take it, uh, lay it down, and I just live that way and don't resurrect myself from my body being laid down for, for allowing you, Father God, to live in me, if I won't let you live in me, then I will not have the power to take it up again. And then Jesus said, this command have I received. I receive it from the Lord, from my Father. How about you? Do you receive it? If you do, well, then you'll be able to take up your life again. Because it's the Holy Spirit that you willingly are lay, uh, laying down your life so that he can continue uh, manifesting in the flesh the Father doing his work in and through you. Verse 19, there was a division, therefore, again among the Jews for these sayings. He's saying you have to lay down your lives. Well, the Jews don't want to do that. They want to live in the commercial world. They love commerciality. But the Lord is not commercial. He wants us to lay down our lives so we can take it up again. And the Holy Spirit, uh, if we have him living in us, well, then it's for sure the Holy Spirit will bring us back up again. Among uh, So among the Jews, these things were not accepted. Verse 20, And many of them said, He hath a devil. Because uh, he's telling them to give up on their worthless lives and let God live in them. So he has the devil and is ma insane, mad. Why hear ye him in the first place? Verse 21, others said, These are not the words of him that hath a devil. Can a devil open the eyes of the blind? No, he can't. Verse 22, And it was at uh, Jerusalem, the feast of the dedication, and it was winter. Verse 23, And Jesus walked in the temple, in Solomon's porch. Verse 24, Then came the Jews round about him, and said unto him, How long dost thou makest to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. Come out and tell us. Verse 25, Jesus answered them, I told you, and you believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. Verse 26, but you believed not, 
because you are not of my sheep. Well, if you're going to have righteousness and holiness, you have to believe God. You have to receive him into your spirit. But you believe not. And that's where most of the people of the world are, because they don't believe, because ye are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. Verse 27, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Verse 28, and I give unto them eternal life, eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hands. Verse 29, My Father, which gave them unto me, is greater than everybody, everything, everything in the universe, and no man is uh, able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. Verse 30, I and my father are one. Then the Jews took up stones to stone him. They took up stones again to stone him. Verse 32, Jesus answered them, Many good works have I shown you from my father, for which of these works do you stone me? Verse 33. The Jews answered him, saying, um, For a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy, and because that thou, um, being a man, makest thyself God. Well, of course, we are of human flesh. We're men. But God must be in us. That's the mystery. That's what the mystery is. And that's what I'm going to read again to you again. I'm going to read it again, again. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, and he is to this very day. He's manifested in your flesh. And that's where people can't understand that. Uh, the kingdom of uh, heaven cometh not with observation. The kingdom of heaven is within us, and it's not possible for human eyes and human beings without understanding to see that. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. You want to be godly? Well, then God has to be uh, manifested in your flesh. That's godly uh, godliness. And that God kind of godliness is justified in the Spirit, in the Holy Spirit. Uh, there can be no justification that God is in you if you don't have the Holy Spirit sent into you. And uh, the angels, because of the angels, they see that you're keeping the commandments of the Lord. Well, this do thou because of the angels, 
because the angels are watching. It's a scene of angels. Uh, to see in the wit, the angels will be witnesses against you. If you don't walk, uh, don't allow God to walk in your flesh. Preach unto the Gentiles. Uh, in the flesh, we have to preach unto the Jews, the Gentiles. Believed on in the world. People have to believe on us in this world. And received uh, so that they can see us received up into glory. And they will too if they do what the Father says. The Holy Spirit is speaking in these last days expressly that uh, there'll be seducing spirits, seducing people to believing the things that the Antichrist government and the Antichrist church is preaching these days. And what is that? That they're forbidding you to marry and for uh, young women who've reached puberty for them to be married. And they make it look as though that's the worst kind of sinner there is today. Now, they don't care if you're a homosexual or these uh, child molesting, in the child molesting cult, which is the Vatican. That's what they do. That's their job. That's what they do. They like to fornicate boys and they like to see uh, the young children in school. And many of them have reached puberty, so they're not children anymore. And they're letting them have sex. And they're saying, your mother and father are not your bosses. We are. We are your bosses. Now, here's some condoms and uh, birth control pills. And um, I'll tell you what, if you get pregnant, you don't have to tell your folks. You can go to the abortion parlors, which are actually first-degree murder parlors, and uh, you can have uh, murder your child. Well, we don't want to know that. You don't want to know this. Uh, this is it, right? Um, Jesus, verse 34, Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law? I said, Ye are gods? How are we God? We belong to God if the Holy Spirit is living in us. Uh, if... Um, we are godly. We have godliness if we have the Spirit of God living and working in us. Verse 35, if he called them gods unto whom the word of God came, and the scriptures cannot be broken. Verse 36, say ye of him whom the Father has set aside, sanctified, and sent into the world. Thou blasphemous, because I said I am the Son of God? And are we going to be persecuted because we say we're the sons of God? If Christ is living in us, then we are sons of God. And where does this ungodly government come off saying that we're sinners? Because we keep the word of God. It's precious to us. If I do not the works of my father, believe me not. But the godliness in me is doing what God does. I heal people. I walk uh, in the spirit. 
and I cast out devils, and I raise the dead, and I heal the blind eyes, and I um, heal all manners of sickness, diseases, and infirmities. Verse 38, but if I do, though ye believe not, me believe the works. If you don't believe me, that when I tell you that I'm the son of God, and that uh, godliness is in me, and you can see all these works that I do, then believe the works that ye may know and be uh, believe that I am he. Because if you doubt that I am of the Lord, and that because the Lord is living in me, and I'm manifesting the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit in me, and you believe not that the Father is in me and I in him, then you're a doubter and you're lost. Okay, well, I have to stop here. We've got some testimony. We've got some letters. Where's the first one from? From Lima, Peru. Okay, let me hear it. Excellent Father Tony Alamo, my life changed when I read your literature. I expect you to send me some of your literature. I want to be your distributor. Oh, blessed of God, Tony Alamo, thank you a million of times for having a church and a ministry that supports us with the blessed word of God. I want to tell you my testimony. Since I was small at the age of 12, I knew the Lord, but I lived a lost life until one day I finished in a place that is called jail. At this present time, I am in the jail of Lima Penal Cerita Colonia. Here is where I received your literature that you distributed entitled Difficult Mountain. I read it, and God touched my heart. I am on the difficult mountain, this horrible storm that I live in, that I cannot describe. God has a great purpose for my life. Satan tried to kill me many times, but God took care of me. Reading your literature, I felt the presence of God and the power of his Holy Spirit. I said the prayer, and in fact, I have learned it by heart. I want to win souls. I want to be a distributor of Pastor Lamo's evangelical literature and cassettes. You can send me your literature to my parents, and they will bring it to me here at the prison. And he gives their address in Lima, Peru. All right. Praise the Lord. Do you have another one that's shorter? Yes. From Annandale, Virginia. Okay. Dear sir, I heard your wonderful program this morning on WWCR. Thanks for your teaching and singing of Onward Christian Soldiers. Bless you for being on the air. Your literature is always edifying and helpful. Sincerely, Mark from Annandale, Virginia. All right. Now, the time has come for us to pray, uh, to have the righteousness of God living in you, and uh, so that you are able to raise yourself up on the last day. And you never know, you might go out to meet him at any time. So say uh, this uh, prayer. Say to the Lord, and you will have the Spirit of God living in you, but you need to continue on reading his word and growing in him after you receive him. So say this prayer to the Father in the Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus. So say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus. Wash all of my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. 
You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says that all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I am saved. And I thank and praise your holy name, Jesus, Father God, Holy Spirit, for saving my soul. Now, just praise and thank the Lord. And Sharon, uh, tell everyone in our listening audience how they can receive a copy of this program, number 785. Go to com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Okay, praise the Lord. Make sure to tune in tomorrow for another continuation of this broadcast for more power in the Lord. And here I am now to sing for you, Where Man's Love Stops is Where God's Begins. Yeah.